Welcome back to the Therapy for Real Life podcast. This is not therapy, this is real life. I'm your host, Anna Lindbergh Cedar. And as you know, the Therapy for Real Life podcast aims to translate therapy concepts and burnout prevention strategies into actionable self care steps that anyone can use in their everyday life. And listeners to the show have noticed that we have been adapting research-backed content every week to deal with the daily stresses that we all face in our lives. This episode is a rebroadcast of Therapy for Real Life's most popular episode, most listened to episode which is actually kind of ironic to notice because the topic is how to be a good listener and show understanding. And I am re-releasing this content, even though it's about a year old, because it feels really relevant to this moment in time when a lot of people are trying to wake up right now to be good listeners and use that skill set as part of political action to become more educated and more involved and part of their community and to stick up for those who need to be protected and kept safe. And so listening skills will be an essential part of that work so that folks can come to good understanding and be productive and effective. As listeners to the show know, we know that good holistic burnout prevention requires systemic change to protect everyone in the community. So that relies on good self-care to keep individuals involved in actions of change and movements of change. And it also requires good listening from folks that have access to power and privilege and capacity to change those systems. So this week's episode will give you dialectical behavior therapies best strategies to be an effective listener and also help the person that you're speaking with know that you are listening. So these will be practical strategies that you can use in your work relationships with loved ones, friends, and as part of your self-care and political action. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy today's content. And for all of those who would like to share these skills with others and encourage others to be good listeners in your life, I encourage you to listen all the way through to the end of the episode where you get to listen to your own voice in this process and think about what is important for you to communicate. And so we can all stay tuned for next week's episode when we continue to talk about good communication and add skills for how to ask for what you want. And of course, if you are going to ask for change, 
you need to bring that good listening skill set with you. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Today, I'm really excited to tell you about the first in a series of what I like to call relationship superpowers. And the reason I call them that is because they are practical strategies that I have found really to be as powerful as a superpower because if you use them the way that the research teaches us to use them, you can have a really tremendous impact at work, in your family relationships, in deepening deepening your relationships with loved ones and friends and perhaps chosen family. So I'm excited to tell you about the next in our series from Dialectical Behavior Therapy. So hopefully you've tuned into some of the other podcasts. And if you haven't had a chance to yet, you might want to go back and listen to some of the other foundational episodes where I talk about um, core principles of mindfulness. There's an episode called What is Wise Mind that pairs really well with what we'll talk about today as we talk about relationship superpowers. And um, the idea behind dialectical behavior therapy is that your mood is connected to your relationships and also stress um, and how attentive you are in each of those moments. So um, more on that in all of the other episodes. Today, the first of the relationship superpowers is one of the DBT skills that you'll actually, if you are interested, if you like handouts, a lot of my favorite handouts come from this manual, so you might want to look it up. Um, You can find it online. It's called DBT Skills Training Handouts and Worksheets. It's from Marsha Linehan's um, research-backed tools for managing mood and improving relationships. So one of the core skills from DBT um, is this idea called validation. So I don't know about you, but I know that for me, when I hear folks talk about validation just in the pop culture, usually there's a little bit of an eye roll attached to it or a tone like, ugh, you know, that person's just trying to get validation. And I've heard people say that, but let's think about what does that actually mean for someone to want validation? So what mindfulness teaches us and um, what Marsha Linehan backed up with research is that, you know, our mood is very much attached to how we are doing in our relationships. This is true for our relationships at work or our personal or intimate relationships when one of those is destabilized, we tend to feel that because we, as human beings in the world, we are pack animals. So how we feel is definitely linked to how we feel in our relationships. And and the reason why validation is important is because when we can see things as they are, it actually 
um, you know, removes the pressure to prove who's right, because guess what? Everybody's right. This is that mindfulness concept of dual reality. So do you remember the old meme of, you know, is it a blue dress? Is it a white dress? Guess what? It's both. If you haven't seen that meme, blue dress, white dress, please Google it because it really depends on your perspective, right? Or was it Laurel or Yanni? Depending on how you heard uh, that audio clip that went around the internet and was a sensation depends on your point of view and your perspective. So you might have a disagreement with someone and they might say, I heard you say this. And you might say, I didn't say that. I said this. And it's quite possible they did hear you say something. And it's quite possible that you did say something different than they heard. So you can validate what it feels like for the other person to have heard that. That must have been shocking. That must have really freaked you out. And then you then you get to other skills like problem solving. But validation is actually spending the time to pause and acknowledge the kernel of truth. So it removes the pressure to prove who is right. Um, and it also, you know, calms you down. So when you can see things as they are, exactly as they are, it removes a, just a little bit of the suffering attached to it. So if you go back to the other episodes that we have on mindfulness, you're going to learn about the difference between pain and suffering. And what we talked about there was pain is a fact of life and suffering is actually our response to the pain. So this is very, very much true in relationships as well. Oftentimes, I think any of us could relate to this. Have you ever reacted to a situation and then paid attention and realized, oh, turns out I'm reacting to a totally different situation, perhaps one that happened in the past or you're worried might happen. But if you tune in with what is actually going on, you can, you can see the difference. So it you know, removes the pressure to prove who is right. Everybody's right in some way. There's a little bit of a cool down effect and that can help with anger management. And of course, if you soothe that, you know, that anger, that fight or flight response that can come in an argument, you get a little bit closer to problem solving and that feeling of, of closeness. So if we want to understand what this concept of validation is, it's really useful to go back to those core ideas that we talked about before of mindfulness. And mindfulness is really all about reality acceptance. And that's what this is applied to relationships. So what validation means is uh, DBT and mindfulness says that it's understanding that each person has a kernel of truth in their perspective, no matter what. And what it means is that a person's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all make sense 
given the context that they're in. So if you've ever had the thought, you know, that person's crazy or that doesn't make sense to me, of course, it means that you're not seeing something. So if you think about it, you know, really like a 3D, you know, 360 picture, if it doesn't make sense to you, if another person's behavior or actions doesn't make sense to you, it means that you're not seeing everything clearly. And actually, that's why validation can be, you know, a, a really powerful relationship skill. So we'll talk about all the ways that validation can help us. So validation is acknowledging that the other person has some kind of kernel of truth and you may have to kind of put on your strongest binoculars to try to understand what that kernel of truth is. It does not necessarily mean, this is what Marshall Linehan explains in DBT, it doesn't mean that you agree with the other person. It doesn't mean that you would do it the same way or that you even approve of their behavior. Remember, we're talking about reality acceptance here. So you're not rounding up, you're not rounding down on the experience. What validation means is that you can acknowledge the kernel of truth in another person's behavior or perspective. It doesn't mean that you have to validate what is actually invalid. So let's think about some examples of that. You might have a disagreement with someone and it might get heated and they might, you know, the other person might raise their voice. So if you're using a validation superpower, you might say, you know what? I see that you're really upset. I get that. It is not okay to yell at me. In fact, I feel scared when you yell at me. So it is okay to validate the part that feels true to you. That person gets to have all of the feelings and reactions that they're going to have. It doesn't mean that they get to then have harmful behavior. It's not okay. Validation means that you understand and accept the reality of what someone's behavior is, even if you don't like it. So you might be thinking, you know, validation sounds great. You know, I believe that is, that could be a superpower, but how do you actually do that? So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to read what DBT says. I mean, there's even a checklist that you can go through to make sure that you are validating using those validation skills. When you hear them, they're going to sound really intuitive to you. And just because they're intuitive doesn't mean that we remember to use them. So this is that same idea of fullness and emptiness. The fact that we know something doesn't necessarily mean we remember to do it. And sometimes it is brand new. So the fact that you're pausing to think about relationship superpowers and how to use validation, just that in of itself might be a radical act. So think about these examples when you think about how to validate. So if 
if you're validating another person, I like to think of this skill, it's kind of like a verbal back massage. You are appreciating the other person with your words. You are letting them be seen, letting them be heard. A lot of times when you're practicing validation, what the other person will say is they, they feel completely accepted as they are. So how to do that? If you want to practice validation, you know, first things first, pay attention. So, you know, literally put your phone down, make eye contact, listen to the words that they say. This is mindfulness 101. Stop multitasking. Be present. And with that presence, then you can, of course, validate by reflecting back what you hear the other person say or what you see, right? So, you know, not using judgmental tone and or language. And in fact, when in doubt, just use the words that they told you. Sounds like you had a really hard day at work. Is that right? And in fact, it, it, it actually helps a lot to ask the other person, did I get that right? What was the worst part of that for you? Oh, man, that must have been tough, right? So you're reflecting back. You know, you're really pausing to show the other person that you understand. And DBT calls one of the validation skills reading minds. And I like to take care with that word because with mindfulness, we have to not you know, we, we have, we remember we can't observe what we can't see. So I like to think of this as really giving the other person the benefit of the doubt. So when you can't see their, you know, you can't read their motivations, you might be tempted, you know, when in stress to assume the worst about someone. Validation, and remember this is a, is a relationship superpower, is actually ascribing to someone the benefit of the doubt, which gives them the opportunity to grow into that role, right? Wow, when you assume the best about someone, how does that feel, right? How to practice validation means showing understanding. So sometimes that doesn't have to be with words. It could be with actions. A lot of times actions are the most validating thing um, that you could do. Hey, honey, you look tired. Let me grab that bag for you, right? Or, um, you know, maybe connecting the dots and they didn't have to say it, but you might show understanding in a really validating way by saying, you know what, I know this is really important to you and I know you feel really overwhelmed and I know that's because you want to do a good job with this. So they didn't even have to say that. You know this about them. And in fact, validation is taking the time to say it. So you're acknowledging the, the valid. You're pointing out what's true. Oh, I see your point. I can see why you would, you know, put it that way. You know, now that you mention that, right? And it's not exactly saying, oh, okay, I'm going to do a 180 and change all my behavior. It's, that's not what we're practicing with validation. It's really understanding that a person's thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all make sense. Right? So on that list of how to practice validation, you're also going to see show equality. So show 
validation with equal treatment. You're not trying to one up or one down the other person. You're not competing. You're you're treating them as if you're an equal person. And the reason why validation is a relationship superpower is because you might be surprised by how often, maybe you won't be surprised to think about this, but take a moment now to think about it, how often in life we are actually invalidated, right? So just, you know, colloquially in the language, chill out, relax, don't be such a drama queen, check your feelings at the door. You know, culturally, often, more often than not, we are told to stuff our feelings down and manage them and control them. And that's, that's really hard to do a lot of times because what we've talked about before on the podcast is emotions give us good information. They teach us about what our needs are. And when we ignore them, they tend to kind of swell up um, and become overwhelming. So validation as a skill is something that we can practice in, in the world, in our relationships, but we also have to think about validation as a superpower that we hold for ourselves to acknowledge what is true, even when other people don't see it. So you might go through the world and experience all kinds of invalidation. And sometimes invalidation is painful, but it's actually helpful. So it corrects, you know, maybe you were thinking about things incorrectly, or you just didn't have the facts right, or you weren't up to date, or it was true before, but it's not true now. Oops, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You know, let me retract that. Let me update my view. And that's painful, but that's growth and learning. So invalidation can be really important to growth. But sometimes invalidation is just painful. And DBT says this is, you know, invalidation happens when you're being ignored, you're repeatedly misunderstood, you're misread, misinterpreted. Important facts in your life are ignored or denied. You're receiving unequal treatment or discriminated against. You are disbelieved when being truthful or, you know, your private experiences are trivialized or denied, right? So when you think about that checklist of invalidation, maybe there are several examples that come to mind when you have been in spaces where you felt invalidated, right? And so this is where that relationship superpower comes in both for yourself to, this is good, healthy self-esteem to practice validation for yourself when, you know, sometimes that means, oops, my bad. You know, I acknowledge that's true. I take responsibility. Sometimes it means, oh, you know, that hurt my feelings and I need to take care of myself with that. Um, And then it also means getting yourself into relationships and spaces where you do feel validated and you do feel appreciated and that you can practice that with others. So as a manager at work, that means, hey, you know, I've noticed that you've been behind on those last three projects that we've been working on. 
I don't want to assume, you know, anything's going on, but I just want to let you know I'm, I'm here. Is there anything you want to tell me about that? Right? So validation is leaving the space for those conversations. Validation might be, you know, I know we've been having this conversation over and over again, and we haven't figured out a solution yet. You know, do you want to just tell me one more time the part that I'm not getting? Right? So... If you are to, you know, think about practicing the skill of validation as a superpower in your life, I invite you to, in your conversations, start by just mindfully listening and observing to the words that the other person is saying, their tone as they say it, look, look in their eyes, pay attention and see what you notice just in terms of reality acceptance, what you learn. And then, you know, go ahead and pause. Don't problem solve. Don't jump in. Don't offer suggestions. You can do all of that later, but see what happens when you exercise this new relationship superpower and simply reflect back what the person has said to you, you know, reflect back the emotional content, try to kind of guess, no, that must be frustrating. You know, see if you understand the feeling that they're telling you and, and do that and, and ask if you got it right. And then just continue to pay attention mindfully and just notice what's the look on their face when you do that. You might be surprised how valuable this is in just a brief conversation. You can practice it with anyone. You can practice it in a carpool ride on the bus. You can ask someone about their day and then just you know, hey, I hear you, um, and and just see see what happens. And I welcome you to try that out. Until the next time that you tune into the Therapy for Real Life podcast, I'm really glad that you joined me today. If you're curious to learn more about mindfulness skills, relationship skills, dialectical behavior therapy, or other research backed therapies, you can go ahead and check out. Um, my website at therapyforreallife.com and reach out there. Uh, Thank you and have a fantastic day. Therapy for Real Life also offers workplace workshops to help your team buffer against the stresses of daily life. Therapy for Real Life is known for the Burnout Prevention Hackathon, which teaches your team self-care strategies that are backed by research to help you interrupt burnout and promote self-care. Now that work has moved primarily to virtual and work from home, Therapy for Real Life has adapted the Burnout Prevention Hackathon for the online community. Get in touch to discuss your interest in stress management, burnout prevention, relationship building, and other self-care workshops, and how to adapt these trainings for your team's needs. Email therapy at annacedar.com or visit therapyforreallife.com and click on the workshop page to learn more. Get in touch to discuss your team's burnout prevention training needs.